Welcome to Dating Talk with Keely. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Dating Talk with Keely. Hey, thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, you can't hear the music upstairs, can you? Nope. Okay, great. Um, yeah, my neighbors just like were playing music, so I was worried about it, but I moved to a, different- a little bit better. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm pretty secure too. Okay, great. Um, so tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, your name, your age, and you know, where you live, all of that. Hey, awesome. Um, I'm Sarah. I'm 29. Um, I live in a pretty small town in Polk County, Florida. I live in Winter Haven. Um, I did live in Orlando for about six years. Um, so the, it's quite slim pickings around here, um, especially for being 29. It's either somebody you've already went to high school with, um, grew up with, another brother, another sister, already dated them. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to be 29 and trying to date in your hometown. Um, oh my yeah. gosh. So, and I teach, so that also makes it a little difficult, the dating pool, um, <laughs> as you could imagine. Yes. No, I'm actually excited because I haven't had anyone on that's like living in a small town yet. And I keep telling my friends, like, I have to get somebody who has that perspective. So I'm excited. Um, No, I was just saying I'm excited that, you know, you live in a small town because I've um, had most people that I've had on are like in New York City or L.A. and things like that. So I wanted to get, you know, just a different perspective. I mean, we're not on the smallest small town level. I mean, we have Legoland, Florida. So I guess that's kind of a big deal. But I mean, it's still it was a big running joke in high school you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to this Walmart or the other one two minutes down the road, which is true. Um, I mean, (laughs) I mean, for activities and things to go out, I mean, in the past couple years, it's gotten a little bit better. But like I said, for the most part, it's just, it's unavoidable. You're it's, there's going to be some type of red flag or some type of drama that there's somebody that already knew this person or dated this person. It's, like mission impossible (laughs) gotcha um so what were your parents like growing up um it's always been kind of an interesting dynamic um my dad has always worked a job where he is out of town um you know they've never really been lovey-dovey towards each other so you know when it comes to having a good foundation of what it's like to be in a healthy relationship it's you know I didn't have an ideal (laughs) um, situation to look up to Um, so I really counted on my friends and their families and even then um, a lot of them I got a lot of learning experience through one of my best friends in middle school as her mom was a single mom raising three girls And, you know, we kind of got to witness and go through some of her dating experiences 
which was really kind of interesting because, you know, uh, children are very judgmental. I work with them every day and especially middle schoolers. Uh, (laughs) So usually we were pretty good at spotting the red flags and, you know, letting her know we should probably move on to the next one. Um, (laughs) But, you know, for the most part, it's it's always kind of been a struggle um, to find something that's, you know, permanent and that you see that love with each other um and I think that's just kind of why my dating life has been the way it is the past 15 years <laughs> right yes no that makes sense um you know I've said this on the podcast so I won't go into too many details but I do feel like with me having these parents that have been together for 37 years mm-hmm. like you know super in love like that sometimes I keep waiting for that like extra special love story instead of maybe giving somebody like a chance yeah you know so I kind of have like you know the opposite end of that I guess (laughs) yeah I mean it's because I mean that's I don't know I think it's just very different and growing up it was kind of you know it was odd because you know my parents they were very supportive of me and came to events and stuff as my dad when he could Um, but you know, it's always been a separate bedroom situation. Um, you know, mostly stay together for the kids. I mean, they're still together now. Um, but you know, it's, and that's, I think has given me one of the greatest fears is, you know, I don't want to find my permanent roommate, you know, I want to find someone that, you know, I can enjoy things with in life forever. So I think maybe I set the bar a little too high I'm not quite sure <laughs> what the issue is but we're working yeah. on it well I think most people do um so how do you identify um I am a straight female gotcha and when was your last real relationship I'm sorry you cut out for a second <laughs> oh it's okay when was your last real relationship my last real relationship Um, Mm -hmm. it was quite a doozy. Um, we had actually dated my first year that I started teaching. He was eight years older than I was. Um, he was living with one of my best friends from high school. Uh, he was actually separated from his wife, which I knew little details of it, you know, here and there, but I was 22 at the time. So we gave a dating the first go around and he was really into it and really loved me. And I just flipped out. So that ended. And then we did get back together um, about two years ago. So I haven't solidly dated anyone in two years. Uh, I got, we moved in together. Things like that seemed like they were going pretty well. Um, little did I know that he was undiagnosed bipolar. And was also heavily drinking. Um, You would think it would be a pretty obvious thing, but somehow it just went, you know, unnoticed. And I got, ended up getting really, really sick and needed him to drive me to the hospital. And he told me at like three o'clock in the morning, I'm sorry, I can't drive you to the hospital. I'm too drunk. (laughs) And so that just kind of crushed me. And between having some medical issues, being the town I'm in, um, and that just the way that ended, I mean, the one person I thought I counted on, things were serious enough that we were living together, you know, sharing things together, buying big items together, 
um, you know, it's, it's just has made it really difficult. Um, so in the meantime, it's, you know, I just feel like I'm, I don't even know what I'm trying to search for at this point. You know, there's just so many labels and I think I focus too much on the labels. I think a lot of people do and we obsess over it, especially women, you know, uh, my, my, my mind is always just running and going and overanalyzing. So it's just, you know, it's a struggle to, you know, try to figure out, is this person, you know, just from even the first meeting, like, you just want to ask them, hey, are you here for a good time or for a long time? Like, I'm just kind of trying to figure this out. (laughs) But, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do, especially almost 30. It's been, it's been quite difficult. I bet. Um, How did you get over the breakup? Um, I mean, I was kind of forced to, um, I really had to focus on my health, um, just getting better. I was surrounded. I mean, I had friends coming out of the woodwork, elementary school, middle school, high school, um, through all of it. And they really were the ones to support me. I mean, they helped move everything out for me. So I didn't have to deal with that. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a really, really great best friend. And he was the one that in the beginning kind of showed me the red flags that I wasn't seeing with my ex (laughs) before, you know, eventually when we moved in together and then I was like, oh, okay, now I notice the drinking, the bipolar, it's more obvious. You know, I was just too obsessed with trying to find someone to be with, um, and, have that love story I guess I was just you know blindsided and if it wasn't for one of my best friends and him just saying you need to open your eyes there like this is what's really going on I probably never would have um so between that and just the support of my friends I just eventually moved on and once I got healthy you know everyone was like okay time to jump back on the dating apps let's get it going (laughs) so yeah, well, speaking of the dating apps, let's get into the fun stuff here. Um, what's your perspective on dating right now? Like, are you sick of it? Do you like it? Are you do you hate it? You know, any of those? <laughs> it's it's one of those things, and I think I kind of mentioned before. It's like it, it's a total science experiment. I mean, you never ever know what results you're going to get. You're the only variable. Um, I mean, there are times where I absolutely love it. Um, over spring break, I had actually met someone, um, off of Hinge and we had jived really well, spent like three days together, went to Disney. It was like fabulous. And then, you know, that I thought he's in his thirties. He seems pretty mature and honest. Um, and then slowly my phone's not working let me message you over Facebook you know canceling plans and then the eventual ghosting um, uh. <laughs> yeah I mean and that one really took me for a big one because you know at least in my experience I've been in plenty of friends of benefit situations or you, you know usually walking into a date you can kind of tell okay this is either this is going to end in about a half an hour 
or, you know, maybe we'll go home and sleep together and never see each other again. Um, usually you can tell, but with this one, I mean, he had me hook line, but, um, and who knows? I don't know what happened to him, nor do I yeah. care at this point anymore. <laughs> and at first I really, it really got to me because it felt like the first thing I had felt since I was in a serious relationship and I was happy and someone made me feel beautiful and confident then to find out that it was just all for nothing and uh, really crushed me at first. And I was like, you know what, forget it. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and hop back on summer's coming up. You know, I have no commitments. <laughs> um, right. You know, let me try it this way. And then maybe I will finally find what I'm looking for and not try to go into things so seriously. Right. Um, that reminds me one time that that sort of situation had, I mean, obviously I've gotten ghosted before, but that like gutted feeling I had with this one guy because I met him on a dating app. Like I was, I was younger. I don't know, maybe like 26, I'm 31. So, you know, like maybe like 26 or something like that. And we went on our first date and like found out that we actually like grew up in the same town except he went to the prep school and I went to the public school and we like had three amazing dates uh I didn't sleep with him until the third date and you know we were talking about like you know going to the beach together the following week or you know stuff like that and then he straight up ghosted me after I slept with him on the third date oh that's so sick right and I just felt so like gutted because first of all I'm the type of person that will sleep with you on the first day yeah, if that's sometimes. all you want uh-huh. <laughs> you know? so I was like oh I really like this guy I'm gonna like wait it out and you know if he would have just said straight up like hey I'm just interested in sex I probably would have been like all right cool like yeah <laughs> I think that's the biggest know? issue I have is you know the transparency and especially at our age I mean you would think it wouldn't, I've always said, like, my number one thing is, you know, I'm a big girl, I can handle it, just, just tell me the truth, please, like, don't, just don't do that, like, and I don't understand <laughs> what's so, what's so hard about it, you know, yeah, or, you know, I, to me, that would be an inconvenience, because I would just have it weighing over my head, Um, you know, there's just something, like I said, I feel like a lot of the culture shift has gone to more people looking for you know just a good time and once they've had it gotten what they've wanted they've moved on you know, yeah it's it's really you know unless you know I guess we feel like maybe I should you know invest some money and actually pay for a dating profile on something like match maybe I'll have better luck but you know you just I feel like it's that's just what's really plaguing the internet dating community right now is that there is no transparency, no honesty. And, you know, I think also, like I said, I even have the mentality of you get an idea that, you know, I'm going to meet this person. This person is, you know, the one that I want to date. And, you know, it doesn't build naturally. It's, you know, it's, it's not a natural way to meet someone that you usually plan on, you know, spending days, months, weeks, years getting married to. Um, so I just, 
I'm like everyone else. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I, I listen to, you know, all these da- dating podcasts and, you know, you talk to your friends and, you know, some of them have success stories and, you know, I've only met about two people that have had successful relationships coming out of it. One of them actually being my cousin, but sure enough, the woman that he matched with, they grew up in the same neighborhood and it just was all about timing. So, yeah. you know, in a way it was, they did meet organically many years ago. Um, but it wasn't until later on in life online that they actually started talking and then eventually got married and are about to have a baby. So, well, yeah, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I'm like, well, where's, where's that? You know, and like I said, the, with my town, you know, I, it's different because my personality and in Polk County, we are, it is a very conservative, a lot of church going people, um, lots of camo, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, kind of rednecky lifestyle. And I could not be more different than that. And it's just, you know, either that's what you find here, or like I said, somebody that you already know or that you've already even dated so that Mm. makes it extremely difficult so you kind of have to reach out and go a little further you know people in Orlando where I used to live you know and then the distance becomes too much so it ends up being a lot of flings that happen maybe once maybe twice if you're lucky right yeah that must be hard for sure um, which dating apps do you use and like, which is your least favorite and most favorite? So currently I am on OkCupid and on Tinder and I've actually, in the past I had better luck on OkCupid. I had once met someone on there and we had dated and we had actually lived together in college um, and, it, and it lasted a good while, about a year. Um, so I figured I'd give that one a chance and I don't know, there's just something since they've changed it. I don't know the the vibe. I just don't really care for it. And one of my friends said, I know you're going to kill me, but I think you should get on Tinder. And I'm like, Tinder is just for hookups, or at least that's what I've heard. And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, no, no. You know, I've actually, you know, the guy that she's currently dating, she met, met off of there. And so that one has actually tended, that's been my favorite so far. And I think just because you do get the chance to, I mean, there are so many people on it. That's what's crazy. Like when I was on Hinge and I had met someone, I was shocked because I was ready to delete it. Like an hour before I got a message from the guy I was seeing over spring break. (laughs) Because, you know, (laughs) I'm used to other apps where you get you know, 15 notifications a day or more. And this, I was like getting nothing. I'm like, this is a waste of time. Um, You know, with Tinder, there's just so many people that, you know, you can take a chance on. And I feel kind of bad to saying it, you know, if it works out, you just get a, hey, what's up? How are you? Not much. (laughs) You know, I have no problems just being like, okay, I'm sorry. Bye. And just unmatching. Um, and just moving on to the next person and it has a wider variety to me and you know I like just keeping it short and simple in the bio 
and then being able to actually start a real conversation um, through a message. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I use Hinge, but again, I'm in New York City, so it's like I probably there's more people using it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had one of my male friends. Um, he has he told me he asked me just last night, have you ever heard of coffee meets bagel? I'm like, oh, why are you even trying? We live in Polk County. Like, <laughs> there's going to be maybe two people on there. And they're probably going <laughs> right. to be at least an hour away. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but that's what it's kind of come to. It's just, you know, you you go on these apps, you're on them for so long, and it's always the same people. Um, I mean, I've literally had, there's this one guy that, because I'm, I'm a serial deleter. I will go, I'll, I'll start a profile and just like, what am I doing? Stop. And then delete it or <laughs> pause it and whatever. And I don't know if, like, he keeps getting reported or if he's doing the same thing. But every single time, I have, like, rematched with this one guy, like, six or seven times. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe I really need to find a different approach. Or maybe you need to just date this guy. I don't I know. I Because, I, once again, tried to start a conversation. And... <laughs> And to me, and the biggest thing, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I feel like as soon as I get asked, do you have Snapchat? That is where the conversation goes to die. Oh, no. That is my big, as soon as I know, as someone asks me for my Snapchat, I'm like, okay, here we go. I mean, this was, I already know, words. Men, listen up. Do not ask for our Snapchat. Yeah, I just, it's it's obnoxious and I don't like, you know, unless you have to turn it on, then you can delete stuff or they get deleted and then I can't remember the conversation and it just feels so random. And it does, you know, there's very few people that, you know, I'd rather in a way exchange my phone number, um, because then you can just straight up delete and block if you need to where on social media I mean I've had it where the guy I've seen over spring break he ghosted me but he was still looking at my insta stories and right (laughs) and my snapchats so it's like they still have an ability to check in on you until you finally delete them or there are some of these guys like I had to go through the other day and just delete 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 and it's, all, it's like, I don't even remember what this person really looks like. I just see their bitmoji. I have no clue. And <laughs> it's just, to me, it's not a great form of communication. Um, I'd much rather send my real number or download Kick. So. Yes. Uh, no, I totally yikes. agree. So. <laughs> Um, so let's get into some story time here. What is one of your best dates? Um, gosh, I've actually had a couple of really good ones. Um, I think my best one has to be with someone I actually met at um, Electric Daisy Carnival in 2013. Um, never, I always said, you know, I'd never out with anyone from a bar but I guess apparently after electronic music festivals okay um (laughs) so we had met that night at one of the sets and had exchanged phone numbers and if for any ravers out there you know 
or exchange some candy. I actually gave away one of my favorites, which I'm really selfish about. Um, exchanged <laughs> numbers, talked a lot. Um, he found out where I worked. I came back to work on Monday. There were flowers waiting for me and in the note asking me if I would go out on a date with him. And oh my God. Yeah, Old I, school. Yeah. I mean, I was a little creeped out at first that he went far enough to find out what school I worked at. But I was like, you know what? I, it, there, it could be worse. So, um, yeah, asked me out. And then we went to this. I was, I'm more, I was still working in Winter Haven. It was my first year uh, teaching here. So, And he lived in Orlando. And we went to a really nice restaurant, uh, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and was just a total gentleman the whole night took me to my favorite bar I mean opened doors for me and just we had a good time and drinks and then ended up um going back and staying at his house for the whole weekend um just hanging out watching movies um eating a bunch of junk and it was just phenomenal um unfortunately the distance kind of be that became an issue and with work, he had gotten a promotion that took him to Titusville. So that kind of ended things. Um, but it was just the most romantic thing. I, but I, was, I still like to say that our first date was actually at EDC because it sounds a lot cooler um, <laughs> than just having a great night of conversations and drinking and, you know, dancing at the restaurant. But it was just so seamless. I think that's the biggest thing is there was, there were no nerves, no questions about, do I connect with this person? Um, It was just so natural and, you know, nothing felt out of place. It was phenomenal. That's awesome. Um, You said, what's wrong with meeting a guy at a bar? Oh my gosh. Well, I think a lot of that comes from um, back in college. There's a bar in Orlando called independent bar. And one of my really good friends and I, we would go out on college indie night every single Thursday night. Um, And you would just get, I think, I think that's what just turned me off because I was young. I was 20. I wasn't even 21 yet going out (laughs) and you would just get these guys. And I'd had one that just had just taken a Sharpie, took my hand and wrote his number on it. Um, Or... (laughs) you know, I don't know, just intrusive in conversation. I've, I I just have never had that experience, like, where this is someone, especially if it's someone I've seen at the bar. When I say frequently, I mean, I've, I've gone once or twice in the past six months. And every time I go there, you're there. So I think that's what kind of prevents me from it, is that I feel like you're always there. This is your routine. You know, this is how you try, you know, that preconceived notion of, you know, but hey, I mean, I do have one of my absolute best friends and her and her husband are my extreme couple goals. They had actually met at that, at that club at Ibar and ended up getting married and have been together (laughs) for quite some time now. Um, And they are just hilarious and love each other unconditionally. Um, So, I mean, yes, 
I'm not trying to prevent any <laughs> ladies or or gentlemen from trying to approach someone at a bar, but you know, generally, you know, if you're there with your other friend that's a girl and you're dancing and you're trying to have a good time, you know, just trying to insert yourself in there is not a good situation. It's not. Oh a- yeah, I mean, they definitely got to do it in the right way. And I, yeah, and again, it's probably so much different when you're in a small town versus like a bar in New York City where there's really not very many regulars unless you you know you have your regular bars but you know oh yeah and I mean when I I mean living most of my dating I had done while I was in Orlando in my college years um since I've gotten home it's been very very minimal um like I said there's just not many places I mean there are two decent bars where people from ages 21 to maybe 40 go the rest Mm -hmm. of them are just extremely older people (laughs) drinking (laughs) and like stained smell of cigarettes they only serve (laughs) beer um it's yeah it's it's pretty small town sometimes (laughs) (laughs) okay well you told me about your best date what about your worst date oh my gosh my absolute worst date was one of my roommates in a college. I had actually met her in a class and she needed a place to live. I needed a place to live. And um, I went to UCF and they do, they have apartments where you have individual leases. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And she was really nice. And for some reason she was like obsessed with trying to find me a date. She's like, you need to go out and date. Like you need to go have fun. She's like, I know the perfect guy for you. So she sets up this date with this guy and the first time I meet him, I'm like I said, I'm from Polk County. And when I see a guy Harvey shirt, I just want to walk the opposite way. And so naturally that's what he was wearing when I met up with him and, you know, physically really wasn't my type, but I figured, you know what, I I'm going to trust her and just hope this goes well. So we meet up, we go to go see a movie. We kind of argue about what movie we're going to see in the first place. Then we finally get in there. And during the whole movie, he's critiquing it. And at first I was smelling something. I'm like, what is, what do I smell? And like, he must've had like a bad tooth or something. It was awful. Every time he turned and talked to me, oh, his breath just smelled so bad. And I could smell his actual B.O. Like, I don't know if he was like a nervous sweater and that was happening and the deodorant was just not doing the job or he forgot. But I was just like, why would she, you know, set me up with this guy? So that part was already horrible enough. You know, movie was over, shook hands, came by. Um, Later that night, there's actually a knock on the apartment door and it, I hear voices and it's him (gasps) and and I'm like "Uh oh I I was just I didn't know what to think I'm like is he here to talk to me or what and the next thing I know our our walls were backed up to each other and all I could hear were the sounds of bodies flapping together (gasps) so after she had already set me up with this guy that she didn't know I, I don't know why she would do it and then they ended up sleeping together and actually dating um, the rest of the time we were all living together. Um, so that just made everything pretty awkward for a very <laughs> long time. And um, 
yeah, it was pretty gross. That is so strange. It is, uh, you know, and if you saw the type of guy that he was and the girl that she was, I mean, talk about polar opposites. (laughs) And it was just like mind blowing. That is so crazy that she like, and like the same night. Literally the same night. Oh my god. Yeah. That's insane. It's absolutely crazy. I just I couldn't <laughs> believe it. It was it was just and all I could think about too was like his breath, his breath. Like how <laughs> you know, how can you even deal with that? So and, and even our other roommates, they had come out and talked to me and they're like, "Wait a minute. Is that the guy?" I'm like, "That was she's they're like, "Oh my gosh." Is there any way to get out of this <laughs> or to get <laughs> down with the individual leases? It was just weird, very weird. Oh my gosh. Um, so tell me about your funniest sex encounter. Oh my, well, it's more like besides a, that a, one because that seems like a funny sex encounter. Uh, well, at least it didn't involve me because <laughs> I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to have gone through that. Um, oh man. I had met when I had actually, I was, had recent, fairly recently broken up with um, my boyfriend that I was living with in uh, Winter Park and got my one bedroom apartment, which happened to be down the street from one of my college friends. And he had actually just moved in with someone that he knew from work. And they were a bunch of like, nerdy guys but I mean also nerdy Uh, like they thought it would be fun to try to teach me coding um (laughs) um, so you know a bunch of kind of you know unkempt little nerdy guys and I kind of felt like their den mother a little bit and then I eventually met um one of the roommates and I thought he was super cute and then I, I found out he was a little bit younger than me so I felt a little odd but I had never met someone so, like, not afraid of anything. And at first, it kind of scared me. But he really brought out the funny side of sex, which I hadn't... Everything had been so serious up, up until that point. And I was 22 at the time, and he was 20. So obviously not a big difference. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, he can't go out and drink. Like, how is this going to work? Um but we, he had decided, you know, his roommate was out of town. So he's like, we got the place to ourselves. Like, I think it would be fun to try to like do it wherever and just like go at it as long as we can. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So, (laughs) you know, we're like, yes, please. So first thought was first he wanted, he said kitchen. I'm like, no, you guys don't clean enough. I'm not getting any, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's a no. So we're like, okay, the couch, that seems safe. So everything's fine. Everything's going. And then the next thing I know, I feel his giant Maine Coon cat nudging (gasps) its nose on my butt. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like trying not to laugh, but then I can't help it. And I move and then we both end up falling off. So the idea there was not much space anyway so I don't know how you thought this idea would work with multiple rooms when the only other rooms in the bedrooms or the bathroom that's not even big enough for one person it's another <laughs> living room so 
we go to his room and we're literally sitting there like googling like best sex positions for blah 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 and at one point we had tried something and like I can't even remember much I swear I might have had a mild concussion afterwards where like I'm like halfway doing a handstand and he's like halfway (laughs) on the bed halfway off the bed and like I'm just like freaking out and the cat starts walking by again I'm like no 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 so he starts busting out laughing and I just totally my arms just go limp I fall over he falls over on top of me and it was just like okay we just need to give up like this is not gonna work um and but he was just kind of that they're interesting person that you know he was young enough and stupid enough to always want to try things where that was pretty funny and the other thing that was not really funny when I think about it now because we could have gotten in really big trouble was um one time we were hanging out at his job and he did like computer programming and software stuff and it was a cool pretty chill office and there was the main area and a bunch of small rooms and it was late nobody was there you know, he had access, obviously, with the keys. And, you know, he asked, like, oh, do you want to go do it in one of the, in one of the rooms? And I was like, yeah, sure. And we're thinking, because the lights are off, like, nobody's gonna see us. And so we're going at it, whatever. And then we look over and forget, the entire building is surrounded by just glass walls. (laughs) Oh, my God. There are people walking by, like, looking and glancing and then like making a face like what did I just see and walking away and we just got dressed as fast as we could and like dodged out of there before someone called the police (laughs) (laughs) so I mean it was he was definitely uh, um, a very adventurous and it was just funny afterwards I mean we always laughed about it Um, but at least it was funny and what's not funny because it's so bad kind of funny which I've had a few of those experiences where I just had to laugh because I'm like oh if I because <laughs> there's no other joy I'm gonna get out of this other than laughter um but he was definitely not one of those so he was a good fun summer fling yeah he sounds fun <laughs> for sure um do you have a funny walk of shame story oh Oh my God, I do it every time. On this podcast, we call it Walk of Fame because there's no shame in sex. <laughs> oh, well, no, I agree with that. <laughs> but no, I do. I definitely have one. Um, my One of my good friends from high school, we remained friends in college and she invited me to a party at her apartment. And a guy that I had actually met, I know, it's hard to believe at band camp. <laughs> um, yeah, we had met it at a drum camp um, back when we were in high school. It, we were we exchanged our AIM screen names, so that dates me a little bit too. Um, and we chatted all the time. And he at first wasn't he was living in Daytona and going to college there, then ended up moving back to Tampa. So I invited him to the party because he was friends with my friend like we were all on we all played drums um and we're on the drum line together so my friend 
that had hosted the party she knew him so she was like sure okay bring him over whatever um and so we all had we were having a good time everybody's drinking it starts getting really really late and we're still up talking and we're um on the porch and then you know we kind of start like messing around and um you know one thing leads to another and we you know do our thing and we go quietly walking back in everybody looks like they're asleep and we were like okay no worries go to bed wake up and like we come out and everybody's just like standing there kind of like whispering like you knew and one of my friends she just she couldn't control it she's like we all heard and saw you guys on the porch last night and I was just (laughs) like oh my gosh because you know I felt bad because I you know it's one of my best friends it's her apartment and you know I just felt like dirty and wrong for you know doing that there like I had used her apartment as an excuse to be able to sleep with this person and so <laughs> it was just like it was so awkward and then I had to drive him home and we didn't talk at all the whole drive home and <laughs> it was just it was a hot mess it was just not good and <laughs> I would have given you a high five <laughs> I mean I was hoping that would have been the result but you know, it's just, I've always been a very sensitive person and worry about what my, I was worried I would never get an invitation back to her party again. Um, (laughs) But, you know, she just said, just, you know, next time, if you need a bedroom, just tell me. So it wasn't (laughs) so bad after all, besides that, I haven't had any terrible walk of shame, not shames. (laughs) (laughs) good to know okay um and then last question before the game um I like to ask people what their ideal first date would be I mean that one's really tough I think I personally am a big fan of being able to have a couple drinks um just to lighten the mood and actually sit down and have some good conversation um I love 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 to dance um so not many guys are super into it um so when I can find someone that agrees to go out to have some drinks and dancing that to me is just like the most ideal thing because you know you just you're able to get physically close to that person and have fun and see their personality and you know always hoping that afterwards leads to a nice you know let's go get giant slice of pizza and go home and just have a lot of fun. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm, not, I'm the same way. I, first, first date, I, I get my standards are if I like you, I like you. What happens, what happens. To me, if you get a night of fun, um, being pampered, and then also being able to go home <laughs> and be satisfied, <laughs> um, I call that a giant win. Awesome. Hey everyone, I really hope you do love Dating Talk with Keely. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, 
Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that pod coin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code DATINGTALK, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a, a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code DATINGTALK. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Okay, are you ready to play some games? Sure. A couple would you rather questions, and then we'll go into never have I ever. All right, sounds great. Okay, so would you rather only be able to have sex in cars or only be able to have sex in showers? I would definitely say cars, just because I have had those typical romantic comedy slips and the pole falls down and people get hurt and that's never fun (laughs) that's hilarious I don't like either but I think I would choose shower I mean I haven't had sex in a car in a long time but I think I would choose. yeah I mean I actually that's where I actually lost my virginity in a car so I think (laughs) that's why I think it's the more viable choice for me (laughs) other always have sex in pitch black darkness or always have sex in public oh my goodness um (laughs) i guess probably pitch black just because i'd rather not get arrested and not have the option (laughs) to have sex ever again um (laughs) that would be pretty bad i mean I think it is a little, you know, fun to try to be sneaky in public, but only to a certain point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I would definitely pick the pitch black as well. Would you rather never be able to masturbate again or not be able to eat solid foods again? Oh, actually, I would definitely have to pick on the solid foods based on the fact that at one point in my life, um, I could only have liquids for about two months. So I could do that. I could, I could do the liquids only. (laughs) Okay. Well, I would choose, I would choose the same thing. I've never just had liquids, but I'm like, I'm not giving up masks. No, absolutely. I mean, you can still make a smoothie. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Never or not. uh, Would you rather never have sex again or never have the internet again? Um, probably never have the internet again, because it is the best and the worst thing I think to happen to not just dating, but the world in general. (laughs) (laughs) I agree completely. Would you rather sleep with someone who talked the entire time or sleep with someone who didn't make a sound at all? Oh, I'd much rather sleep with someone that talked the entire time. Um, I think... (laughs) some of the best sex I've ever had is when we are laughing and cracking jokes and talking the whole time. (laughs) Complete silence just freaks me out. Yeah. um, I've actually asked this on the podcast before and I said, didn't make a sound at all. And I was saying, because I've run into guys who are like not very vocal and you know, it's fine with me, 
or whatever. But now that I'm like, but when I re-listened, I was like, wait a minute. No, I would rather have someone who talked the entire time because then they can like play with me and talk with me. So I'm officially changing my answer. I I mean that. (laughs) And I don't know if you ever watched Dexter, but (laughs) you know, and I've seen way, way too many serial killer things. I mean, to me, that's like a serial killer vibe right there is just dead (laughs) stare into your eyes like this is you know this is just phase one of the operation um (laughs) i i can't i just think about him and like the the lack of emotion and as much as i love michael c hall and i think he is so sexy um i don't think i'd want to be sleeping with a murderer (laughs) (laughs) i agree um would you rather have drunk sex or high sex? Ooh, I would definitely say high sex because drunk sex can just get so sloppy and, you know, not to be stereotypical, but, you know, you don't want to run into a whiskey dick situation because it's a real <laughs> thing. Absolutely. I agree. I think high sex is usually better. <laughs> Would you rather only be able to do foreplay with your hands or foreplay with your mouth? Oh, man. That that one's kind of a tough one for me. Okay. Hmm. I would choose my mouth, but... I I think I might have to agree with you on that. Yeah, the mouth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, I like to use both, but if I really had to choose, it would be the mouth. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Uh, would you rather only missionary or only doggy style for the rest of your life? Um, like I said, that serial killer vibe kind of scares me a little bit. So I would actually probably <laughs> go with doggy style. <laughs> yeah, same. Would you rather have amazing sex for 47 seconds or average sex for 10 minutes? Oh, man. I mean... I guess probably the amazing sex in 47 seconds because who's not to say that you couldn't wait the next 10 minutes to have another amazing 47 sex seven (laughs) sex session so yeah I guess you're right and like you know it doesn't include foreplay I would have said I was gonna say average sex for 10 minutes but you kind of you kind of swayed me yeah there's always (laughs) a way to kind of twist it around to make it a positive (laughs) okay so we're gonna switch to never have i ever so basically you just say if you've done it or not Um, i have not played it in probably about five years (laughs) oh my gosh i know it's so funny and it's also hilarious to have to come up with like every single time i do the podcast like new never have i ever's it's like kind of hard yeah it's like trying to recreate (laughs) like cards against humanity all over again yeah every time (laughs) I've like exhausted the internet, like typing yes. in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never have I ever had a friend with benefits. Oh, I definitely have had more friends with benefits than relationships. A thousand percent. <laughs> yes. Same. Never have I ever flashed someone. Um, no, I've never done that. I definitely have, but I also think it's like, flashing like my girlfriend's like wasted like I can't remember a time where I just like flashed a dude yeah I don't think no yeah I don't 
I might have maybe I just nothing that I remember so (laughs) (laughs) never have I ever been caught watching porn uh no I never have yep me neither beautiful thing (laughs) never have I ever sexted with someone I haven't hooked up with oh no I had I I have definitely done that because your girl gets lonely sometimes Mm-hmm. I had like a full-on sexting re- relationship with this guy for like from like college until like two years ago we would like snapchat text like whatever and I hadn't seen him since college and then finally like it just stopped and I was like yeah. that's probably a good yeah idea. I mean right now actually that's I've kind of taken a tiny little break I had matched with someone on tinder and it turned out they were only down here for vacation. Um, but I'm actually flying up for a wedding and to visit family in the area he lives in in two and a half weeks. And so <laughs> that's basically, we've been oh. doing that, FaceTiming, all kinds of stuff. And I'll be turning 30 while I'm up there. So who knows? I might get a nice 30th birthday surprise from my yeah hopefully it's more than uh 47 seconds (laughs) i will definitely have to let you know (laughs) never have i ever had a crush on a co-worker um no definitely not considering most of my co-workers are women in their 40s with three children (laughs) (laughs) i definitely have i dated a couple co-workers um Never have I ever taken a bathroom selfie. Taking a bathroom. I, uh, I'm so I hate taking selfies, but yes, I, I definitely have taken bathroom selfies, especially (laughs) after a little bit of drinking. Um, Yes. (laughs) Most of my like nudes are in the bathroom. So I definitely, yeah, that's when it, (laughs) that in the tub, like that's, that's just when it happens. Yes. Never have I ever played Dirty Truth or Dare. Um, I have, I have done it once at a party, um, and it didn't last very long because everyone was way too drunk, and I think everyone got a little bit turned off when someone decided to throw up all over the place. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was trying to think. I don't think I have played Dirty Truth or Dare. But I guess I went to community college, so I missed out on, like, the college. You know? I, I did, too, actually. My first two years, as I said, my dating was interesting because my first two years, I actually had to live with my brother. <laughs> so that kind of put a damper <laughs> on things. And then after that, I had lived with boyfriends, friends, random people um, when I went and finished my degree. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, never have I ever had a one night stand. Um, too many to count at this point. And I might add not always intentional. So, <laughs> and those are always the worst ones to me, you know, cause you're like, Oh, this is yeah. so great. At least I know I have someone good I can sleep with. And then <sighs> they disappear somewhere into the internet, never to be heard from again. <laughs> yep I definitely have had a bunch of one night stands um never have I ever dated someone for more than a year um I have dated someone for more than a year yes it was about a year and a half 
I was thinking in my head, I don't think I have, which is funny. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it I guess was, I have it. It was off and on. So I guess I could technically also say no because there were many okay. breaks um, <laughs> in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not from lack of trying, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever spied on an ex online. Oh my gosh. No, I am a total creep. It is, it is, <laughs> it's, and I, I've gotten better about it with my age, I think. Um, you know, and I think that's what makes a lot of this so hard is, you know, you just are looking for some type of closure and you can't get it when it's so easy to access their life still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have as well. Never have I ever read the Karma Sutra. Um, I have not. I have definitely Googled many of (laughs) positions and advice. Um, but that's about it. Uh, same. Yeah. It's okay. Never have I ever regretted sex with somebody. Um, I absolutely have. Um, it was one of those things where you're like, was I really, was it, was I that desperate to, with that person? It's just, and you know, you, the whole time you're just like, I don't know. I'm one of those people, even though it's, I, miserable you know you still just are like you go through it you fake it and then you just move on (laughs) um I don't think I've actually ever regretted sex with anybody um but I feel like that's also just my personality Mm -hmm. like not you know what I mean like it's like I definitely had those nights where like I woke up and was like oh that was horrible but didn't necessarily regret it but again I think that's just within my personality you know yeah mine was only like this was a horrible person (laughs) so that's why I probably (laughs) should not have done that gotcha never have I ever had a sex dream about an ex oh unfortunately I many it's you know (laughs) once there's that picture in your brain um it's hard to get it out (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've had a sex dream about an ex and I mean, I haven't had that many ex-boyfriends, so there's that. But I definitely had a sex dream about Zac Efron that I will never, ever forget. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's if there are sex dream goals, it is Zac Efron. <laughs> and he's just, he's such a beautiful man. He really is. Exactly. Um, never have I ever burped or farted in the bedroom. Um, I remember what I definitely have. And I, he made fun of me for, uh, like, I didn't mean to, I like was trying not to burp and it just came out so loud and he was laughing so hard and I just got so mad. I just like grabbed myself and he left. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, don't laugh at me. And he's like, are you serious right now? I'm like, I'm absolutely serious. He's like, I have seen you like throwing up and like almost shitting yourself (laughs) from being drunk and having food poisoning and you're gonna get mad over that and I'm like yes I am <laughs> call me petty betty I'm absolutely going to <laughs> I would have laughed at you too oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I definitely have like 
farted like after sex like I'll be like sleeping and like wake myself up and be like oh shit there's a guy next to me or like something like that but I don't think I've actually done it like during sex that I can remember yeah I mean it's definitely possible something happened once I was asleep but you know what you can't control it so (laughs) yeah (laughs) never have I ever been tied up in the bedroom um I never have I actually that's one of the things I kind of like have a fear of um is like being feeling trapped or something like that like that's one of those things that doesn't really turn me on gotcha um I never have either and I'm willing to try like that's fine but I also feel like I'm very like handsy you know yeah yeah Yeah, that would make it a little difficult I mean I know some people are you know say you cut out one thing and and heightens other senses but I'm sorry. I need all senses on board. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely down to try it, though. Um, Never have I ever thought about someone else while hooking up. Oh, yeah, I've definitely done that. Absolutely. Like, uh, especially when it's just one of those, like, you know, I don't really know you and I'm not that into your personality, but I like what you're doing. So I'm just going to imagine this other face and it's perfect. Yes. Yes. I've done that as well. All right. So we're on our last one. Never have I ever faked an orgasm. Oh, unfortunately I have. I mean, sometimes you just, you've got things to do. You just need to get it over with. You don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I definitely have I I mean not in a while but yeah it's like been a while but yeah when I was younger definitely plus you know your partners are younger too so nobody really knew exactly what they were doing so you just wanted to yeah. at least make it seem like it was good right um well again thank you so much for doing this for me yeah thank this you this was a blast I'm glad I was a little nervous at first <laughs> It's funny. I get nervous. I This is like my 10th or 11th interview and I get nervous every single time. Because yeah, you always, <laughs> you know, I don't, but I love podcasts. Um, I mean, I listen to them all the time. And, you know, sometimes you think your story is not something someone's going to want to hear, but maybe it's exactly the story that you needed to hear just for that, like, it's not just me moment. So I'm hoping that maybe I can at least give somebody that. (laughs) Yes. No, definitely. Um, Is there any like social media or anything you want to plug before we go? Um, I am not really a big social media person. Um, So no, I don't really have anything to plug (laughs) except for just, you know, I'm going to keep going. And I hope that everybody that's listening uh, gets some luck soon. (laughs) all right not alone (laughs) no you are not okay thank you so much Bye. bye